When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. My name is Charles Laux, and I'm your host. On this episode, we will be featuring a very special guest and dear friend, Dr. Sue Hahn. Dr. Hahn is the Director of Orchestral Studies at Baldwin Wallace Conservatory in Cleveland. He is also on the board of the Midwest Clinic and an Essential Elements Clinician and Consultant for the Hal Leonard Corporation, among other accolades. Dr. Hahn agreed to come on the podcast if we could have a casual conversation rather than an interview. So I hope you will enjoy this casual conversation among two good friends. And you were telling me that you were getting ready for the students coming back from Thanksgiving break. Right, yeah. So we're going to be two days remote coming back um, off just from the get-go, um, just for contact tracing and to make sure that, you know, faculty, you know, if they've traveled, they have to, we have to report that. And, and, uh, you know, obviously if we're not feeling well and and things and the, and the students have to do the same thing. So I think two days of just kind of to see what happens. And I think it's just a cautionary measure, you know? Yeah. So. And, and, and we just came off of a really intense election in your area. Yes. Uh, the state of Georgia, like the entire eyes of the world, yeah. was on your state. Well, and there's another one, you know, coming up too. So right. that's right. Um, pretty exactly. critical. How much have that? How much has that played into your community? Like, where are are mask wearing issues, like political issues, in your community and your school? And um, I, I think you know, from what I can see, you know, and I, I I'm not everywhere, but. Um, People have been pretty respectful and wearing masks and, um, you know, there's always outliers, of course, and, and people have different viewpoints, but, um, you know, it's been good and school's been been pretty good. I mean, I, I've had very few students, as I may have mentioned, but I, I've only had 21 students all day come back of my 130, so I'm at like 15, 16%. Um, so that uh, has its own positives as far as you know staying safe and not worrying about um you know getting the virus but uh but it's also sad because i have classes with two and three kids in them <laughs> you know and uh and so it's it's not it's not a, it's not the same for them if if we had more it'd be you know it'd be more like back to normal a little bit um but you know my biggest class is seven of 40 mm-hmm. and uh my smallest class is two so did you ever find yourself in the crossfires of like political issues or like even mask wearing no. or anything like that. No, I have not. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the guidelines have been set and kids have been pretty good about following them. Um, you know, we've, we've, in my school, particularly we've had, I would say very few cases compared to some of the other schools. So um, it's been, it's been pretty positive as, mm-hmm. as far as that. And I think, the students have been um, very respectful and appreciative of being able to come back to school, 
but I also feel, um, you know, they're starting to, to miss it. And I've had some kids who originally signed up to come back that stayed for a little while and then just left. And, you know, some of it is just maybe it's not what they expected. Some of it's maybe uh, they're scared of the virus. And then for others, I know this for a fact, there's, there's students who are going back home because it's easier to cheat. It's easier to manipulate the system, you know, having the Internet at your yeah. fingertips and, and yeah, things I, like that. Not being in the public classroom anymore, I worry about you guys a lot. Um, and I worry <laughs> about, it. you know, I, you know, I... I know you're very grateful and you're and you're you teach in a in a school in a community with a lot of resources. That's not to say you don't have challenges. I know you have an insurmountable amount of challenges, but I also think about the schools and the teachers and the communities that don't have a lot of resources. You know, right. um, I, I was I was telling you that I was, was catching up with your podcast and um, and listen to your colleague from, I think, Gwinnett County. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was mm -hmm. talking about schools and, and, and I was thinking about like and listening to her situation about what she's going through um, COVID. But I worry about like beyond the classroom, like, you know, like what, what is happening in their homes? Um, what what's happening with their parents? Are they getting enough food? Do they, do they feel safe in their home and in their community? Mm -hmm. and then, and then like, what can I do or what should we be doing? Uh, it's. I, yeah. I, it's, I, uh, it's, a, it's a huge concern. And, you know, some of my students who are my star kids are have fallen off the planet and um, have went gone into this deep depression and lack of motivation and not doing their work and not communicating. And these were kids who were my A number one kids. And um, I, I think it's uh, it, it's hurting them a lot in a, in a lot more ways than we are going to you know, we can even comprehend right now. And it's just, well, I mean, I mean, we as adults are struggling. Right. And, I can't uh, imagine being in their shoes. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll ask about how you're doing, but the students, I just, yeah. Oh, uh, when you meet with your students, do you meet with them like with their cameras turned on? Well, I encourage it. We can't require it. And so that's uh, become like a big issue, right? Well, it's like, a huge issue. And, 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 and I, I mean, I can ahead. guarantee that a lot of my students don't even have their instruments out. Yeah. You know, and I, I and I get it, and I understand the argument that's like you know kids are don't feel safe, they're not competent, they don't want them you know they don't want the world to see where they live and mm -hmm. psychological issues, and I understand all that you know I really do, and I sympathize, and and that's the same thing I do, Charles. I request students to turn their camera on, but I never make them. But I also know that there are a handful of students that are just turning off the camera and just kind of checking out, you know, oh, without question. And you know how I know Charles, because I am guilty of it too. You know, <laughs> there are, there are so many meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I know that there's a meet a meeting that, you know, where I just can afford to just kind of listen in the background, shall we yeah. say, you know, sure. I turn off my camera and, you know, and I catch up with some other urgent stuff and right. I, so I'll come clean and I'll admit that I do that. I know? think everybody's guilty of that, you know? Right. Um, so I just, uh, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what to do about that either. You know, mm -hmm. maybe for the sake of students who have those genuine like concerns about that we just need to adopt this policy, but it's, it's a struggle. 
big time. You have any magical answers for us? You know, I don't. You know, I I praise those that do, and I thank them. You know, it's so nice to see your face. I say, or I love I love that you're smiling right now. You know, that those kind of things. I, I try to encourage it. Um, and then you know, sometimes I'll I'll say something like that, and then and another kid or two will, you know, turn theirs on. And um, but uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm asking them to, and I started doing it some cold calling. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I get crickets from some kids that find like they're they're on the call, but they're not on the call. And so I'm like, um, you know, I'm not trying to publicly shame them. I'm just trying to keep them as responsible a- as I can. And uh, it's yeah. you know, kids laugh when it's when when there's like nobody there. Or oh, could you repeat the question? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Like it, it, my internet's lagging. You know, they have, they have uh, the excuses now too. It's like, well, my internet was lagging and I didn't hear you. Or, I mean, and sometimes it's probably legit, but other times it definitely, definitely and like, not. And truthfully, and truthfully, I, 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 from, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really mind if students are eating or students sure. are, you know, like preparing lunch or, or whatever. And I, and I tell them that, you know, you know, if you're doing, you know, other things, mindless things, and still listening i don't mind seeing you you know eat lunch while mm-hmm. you know, i prefer that than you having your camera turned off um, but besides orchestra what other classes were you teaching oh uh i teach a, a introduction to conducting class okay and then next semester i'll teach advanced conducting so that's that's got to be a challenge on i mean i obviously have a camera so when it's their turn to conduct you can see them um so how how has that been for you? Because I mean that that's a totally different thing than just orchestra, obviously. And everybody who's listening probably has taken a conducting class. Um, yeah. So how so, how has that been? So we do. Uh, I I see my conducting class twice a week, and so one of the class I only see the students. Uh, I see the students in person for one of the uh, classes. Oh wow! Week. Okay, so you're but splitting. Yes, yeah, so I only see them, but I only see them for half an hour in mm. person because of the aerosol issues sure um so we get together for half an hour and then we have to clear the space and that's for anything that's for orchestra classes lectures or anything just half, half hour half maximum hour. yep wow. okay um and then the, and then the other class i teach a full class um as a lecture online and so i you know do my best trying to teach them on you know over camera Mm-hmm. You know, we just got done learning subdivided beats and fermatas and releases, and I mm-hmm. show them over the camera, and then I just go around, you know, I was like, okay, Charles, now let's see you do that cutoff, and then I, you know, make individual comments. And then what generally happens is that when we meet for 30 minutes, like we do a quick round robin of like the concept that we learned over camera or over mm-hmm. Zoom in mm-hmm. person, and then I record them. And then the next day we'll come online and we'll, I'll play the video and then we'll just go around talking and, and sharing some ideas. And then the chat function is pretty cool because I have the student, everybody like make comments about, you know, okay, so what's going well, you know, what are things that they need to work on? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but it's, but, but it's challenging because we're not, making music you know right and like yes we can learn the 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 physical act of like how to release formatas and how you know what directions to go for subdivided beats and mm-hmm. how to beat the patterns and all that kind of stuff but we're not doing the things that truly matter right i mean it, i think that yeah. just with with everything that we're, we're we're lacking as far as what we do it's the personal connection it's the 
relationships. It's the face-to-face eye contact, body language, emotion. I mean, that's, you can only get so far on Zoom or Microsoft Teams, you know? <laughs> so I think that's, yeah. that's the hardest part for me is that, is that spontaneous, you know, being spontaneous and okay, you know, violins are rushing, so cellos have to keep up or vice versa. Or we all, you know, follow the conductor and that, that's, that spontaneous, uh, the spontaneousness, spontaneity of, of teaching is gone. And now we're doing, um, you know, we're playing, you know, in class and we're doing some orchestra music, um, but we're playing with recordings and click tracks. And, you know, there's something good about that because the kids are, you know, having to adhere to a, a standard and a beat and, and things, but we lose the personal side of music. You know, it's, you know, we're not recording artists. We're not having, you know, we're not doing that. We're, we, we like to play live. We like to, to make music. And, and that's what's, I think is what's really missing. It's killing the kids too. It's like, you can only play with so many click tracks before you're just like, okay, that was, you know, that was that, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't really mean. This might much. be, this might be, this might be premature. Yeah. This might be premature, but you know, are you thinking about like, here we are this week, you know, a big news announcements have made. Now it looks like we're going to have two vaccines, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even yeah. possibly before the, end of the year. And so if all goes well and we find our way back, you know, sometime realistically, what towards the end of the fall next year, spring mm-hmm. next year, well, it's still going to be a while, right? Yeah, sure. But how do we, how do we recover from this trauma? You know, and like, we're talking about, we're, I mean, we're talking about an uh, over almost a year of, um, yeah, like, muting our emotions and you know and this is this is this is a critical time in which the the kids is their their social behavior and their you know their brains are still developing and and that we've missed out on that and so this is going to be some major major like rebuilding reconstruction and in so many ways everybody is going to be starting all over Without um, question, you know. I mean, I, I've I've already I can already that? see a lower level, you know, lower yeah. uh, like achieving level, and um, you know, as we keep going, I can see it dropping even more and keep kids dropping out. So we're talking about the the attrition, but we're also talking about just the, those kids that are there have been missing this really good instruction, and and I realize like my incoming freshmen, like they missed ha- almost half of their eighth grade year, they're missing out on they missed out on a lot of important things, you know, and, and so that, that the level is going to be lower. And I think we are going to be rebuilding um, technical parts and, and musical parts. And I mean, there's, yeah, there's a whole lot and it's not going to, not going to take, you know, you know, a semester and we're back to where we were. It's going to take, I think it's going to take several years to even get to where we were. Yeah. And again, kind of going back to like, I worry that, schools with and programs with a lot of resources they might be okay who i mean it'll, it'll be a struggle for everybody but the schools that don't have resources right i i feel like i don't know I, i'm preparing myself to rally especially around those programs and those teachers um and those communities to try to get them back and away from music i worry about our society too I just feel like so much more and more our middle middle class society is fading away, you know, and that income and socioeconomic divide is getting wide. I mean, I, I think it was wide already pre-COVID. Right. 
but now it's just like oh my gosh mm-hmm. um, I, I man joe There's biden and yeah it has a lot of work <laughs> there's a lot of people a lot, a of, lot work. of work and it might not even be him it might be it, this will take decades to uh recover i think um, so but we but we have to rally and mm-hmm. we have to identify you know those people especially without the resources um mm-hmm. and that, that that needs our support how are you doing you know um i i this year has had its ups and downs that's for sure and i think everybody can probably say the same um but i i am trying to keep uh you know stay positive be optimistic um you know stay up on things and reject negativity reject um you know just to, the the bad things in life and and focus on the positive focus on being grateful i mean i'm grateful i have a a, a healthy family um you know people who care about me i'm grateful that i have colleagues i get to work with who are amazing and supportive and an administration that's just you know has your back and um students who you know i got all these really nice uh emails and letters before before a break well just you know a couple days ago and um you know it we all think that we're not able to keep up and we're not doing the best job we can and providing this experience for our students and providing the experience for our families. Like, I mean, my, my, my kids have been super patient, just not being able to go to, you know, soccer games and, you know, at the stadium and and things like that. I mean, um, it's, it's tough on everybody, but um, I'm just very, just keeping the gratitude and being thankful for, for what I do have and, for the health. And I mean, there's so, there's so much to be thankful for. Um, and, uh, regardless of what we can't do, um, we have to focus on what we can and, uh, you know, remain the course optimism is important. I'm about to put up a blog post about all of these things. Um, because it's just, it's important that we, that we reject, um, the negativity and the hate and the, um, all, a lot of things we see on social media and, and people are just so argumentative and, it's the, the division is, is heartbreaking, you know, and um, I've actually had to remove myself from several, you know, circumstances involving that. And uh, it's, it's not fun and it's not easy, but uh, you know, ultimately you got to take care of yourself and your family and your physical health, your mental health. It's really important. I'm going to throw something at you that a friend recently threw at me. Okay. Um, and, and it's that because I'm listening to you and, and I think this is the reason why my friend threw it to me. They're saying that, I mean, like, you are, like, Charles, all these things that you mentioned, just because you're carrying it so well, doesn't mean that the weight of things isn't tremendously heavy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I, and, and, I think, and I think that's what you're doing. You're carrying this immense amount of weight incredibly well. You're really, really strong, and you're really fit. But... Man, it's it's really heavy. You it know? is, yeah. So, yeah. so when so when you're not when you're not able to carry all that weight, like you know, like how are you doing, really? Like, oh, you know, I mean, I I would say overall, like I'm doing well, but I can't say that I've had days where I was like, this is terrible, and maybe I should look at. Yeah doing something else or, um, you know, 
you know, but you know, you have people that support you and you have to, you have to, uh, to confide in them, you know, to, to keep, continue to do that. You know, I've had a talk with my wife, we've had talks with, um, friends, um, just reaching out to different people and, and, you know, the, you have to, you have to, unite with other people to get you through the, the pressure and the times that are, they're not easy. You know, I, I've also, um, you know, taken it upon myself to try to be, to do creative things, you know, making YouTube videos like that was, I was doing, I'm doing a whole bunch of that. And that is for me a, um, not, I mean, I wouldn't call it a hobby cause it's work, but it's something that makes me feel like I'm helping other people and makes me feel good. And a lot of people are using the videos I put out and, um, I love that, you know, and even just doing presentations and I'm still doing, you know, some virtual presentations and things. And when I get the email saying, Oh, this helps so much, or the comment on, you know, YouTube is like, this video is great. I, my, my students are so thankful for it or it saved my life. I, I mean, I get things like that and that makes me really feel good. So just taking, uh, the, uh, the creative part of what we do and, and being able to create something for others that that's helped me a lot too, is, um, you know, just get through it. I'm making it for my oh, own yeah. students, but I'm also making it for other people to use. And that's, uh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been seeing you make those videos and they're <laughs> awesome. And I'm, and I'm proud of you. Um, oh. but you know, I, I guess I oftentimes think about you and, and worry about you too, because you are a leader in our profession and you're so positive and you like to, you know, you know, reject negativity and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm inspired by you, Sue. I mean, I tell you, like, you know, you're, you, you put up some awesome posts and just, you know, even when you're just, when you had that flat tire, you're like, you know, this could have been a lot worse. But, you know, people are here. And it's like, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's the kind of thing that, you know, people need to see is just like, you know, yeah, there, there's, there's going to be bad things. Right? I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a maybe an incon- insignificant thing or a small thing, but, you know, you always make the best of everything. So I'm always inspired by you and, and things that you well, put it's up. Just like, it's the way like that you carry else. yourself, it, it, you know, yeah. you are you are one of my role models, you know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what, what, can you, what can you do? What can you do about life other than just laugh at the ridiculousness right. of, you know, like, are you got to be kidding me? Now this, you know, and like, right. I... I honestly, I, I laugh through it because that's the only thing that I know to do. I'm like, what? I, I suppose I could cry about it, but I'm like, I, okay, fine. Then let's, I guess we're doing this now, you know? Right. And I, um, but I mean, you know, like uh, just to, just to put all my cards on the table. I mean, like I, I, I must say that I have a dark period, uh, like almost every single day, you know, like mm-hmm. nighttime is really worth for me, Okay, you know, mm-hmm. like when everything, you know, it's like, so now I'm, um, with the help of my therapist, you know, sure. <laughs> I've been, sure. I've been complaining about like, you know, how, how much I struggle at night and, and all the mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then he says to me, he's like, Sue, why don't you just go to bed? And I'm like, why don't I just go to bed? <laughs> that's exactly it. I, I mean, I go to bed nine. So now that's what I do. Yeah. So now I just, I just go to bed instead of staying up and worrying about things, feeling lonely, feeling exactly. bored, like eating everything in my kitchen and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. So now I'm just like, you know, I don't need to do all that. I just go to bed and then I wake up early and I'm and I'm good in the morning and I'm productive during the day. And so yes, now I've become a morning person and here we are. There you go. Hey, yeah, that's that's. Um, cool. But I mean, I've been a morning person, but 
I'll say like that. That's when I start. I can feel my 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 self draining at yeah. night and just starting to lose it. I'm like, I just need to go to bed. And 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 one thing I I say to my wife is like, it's, I just need to go to bed. And I wake up tomorrow and it's a new day and I'm fresh again. And um, yeah. you know, that's not like a it's not a cop out. It's just your body after all day of going, 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 and thinking, thinking. You just, I mean, you just, there's a, there comes a breaking point. And, um, for me, it, I've, I've been doing the same thing, going to bed really early. It's like, and then I get up at five pretty much when I get up every day or sometimes a little earlier than that. And I get things done before I go to work and I get to work early and, and then I don't stay late. Yeah. Well, Charles, I have to, I have to tell you that, you know, like a couple years ago when I was going through some major stuff in my life, you know, and like, you you've reached out and like you've sent me a lot of text messages being like hey listen if you need anything you know like feel free to call me text me um and and you made that offer and then even if even if i didn't reach out you know well you still like occasionally will text me and be like hey buddy checking up on you how are things and all that kind of stuff and i can't tell you how much that means to me um and you know i I know i'm crazy a lot of times and i don't even respond to those texts sometimes but um, when I get them, it, it, it really warms my heart and your friendship means a great deal. And, um, well, I, I, I I'll, I'll tell you the same thing. Like, I mean, I had my, my periods too, and you were there and you were supportive and, you know, you understood and, uh, you had my back and, uh, that that's, that's what good friends do, you know? Yeah. We, and, and, and we need to, and we need to do that more for, um, all of us as, as mm-hmm. friends and colleagues. And I think, sometimes there's a lot of shame around feeling bad and feeling, you know, like you're not doing a good job and whatever. And yeah, we need to knock that off. We need to be right. nicer to ourselves. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. On the happier note. Great. Let's say we do find our way out of this and things return to quote unquote normal. Yeah. And you get to go out. And you get to go to your favorite restaurant and you have a table of 10. Who is at your table? Oh, the geez. very first like mask free, like, you know, like, you know, yeah, like normal. You're going to have a great dinner. Who is at your table? I mean, gosh, it, it's, I guess it's hard to, to, to limit it to 10. I, I just miss everybody. You know I mean? Like, I'm so sad that Asta, that Midwest is virtual. I'm so sad that Asta is virtual. Like these are things where, I mean, besides my family and, and friends that are like local, like these are, this is where I get to see you and, and, and everybody from the Hal Leonard team and, you know, just people from, you know, Las Vegas that I know and from Ohio that I know and from Florida, like, I, I miss that, you know, and that's, again, I'm talking about that. My blog post is I miss people. I miss being able to shake hands, give a hug, you know, look people in the eye, like directly, not just through zoom. Like I miss that. I miss the, the personal connections. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times more than the concerts and the sessions is just going to Midwest and networking with people and seeing them and chatting about stuff and just, mm-hmm. you know, the camaraderie and the networking is it's it's awesome you know i miss that the most i mean i'm 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 doing professional development online i'm you know i am a a, a microsoft innovative educator trainer now oh which I, I i'm not a microsoft person but we had to be because i'm on the district know. our you're, district you're, technology you're, you're team apple you're mr well, and i'm an apple teacher but uh yeah. 
Um, I, uh, I, I, I had to get certified to, uh, to do this training in Microsoft too now. So like, you know, I, I, I fought it at first, um, a lot. Cause we said, Oh, we have to use teams. And our superintendent was like, everybody has to use teams. And I was like, this is going to be the end of the end, you know? And, uh, um, but, uh, I, you know, I tried to embrace it and, uh, as much as there are still things that I do not like about teams or about Microsoft products in general, um, you know, I'm making use of them and doing an okay job doing it. And I could train, you know, train people on how to use it if I had to. So <laughs> I hate Microsoft teams. <laughs> uh, I do too. And I have to use it every day for everything. I know. Imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And why is that? Because um, they wanted, our district wanted a, a place for every parent, every student to be able to go to one place to get all the information. So last year, there were people using Google, there were people using Teams, there were people using something else. And, you know, and they said this year, everybody's using Teams. So every one of our faculty meetings is on Teams. All of our materials are on Teams. All the classes are on Teams. Um, our, um, our attendance system and our Grade tracking uh, is all um, linked into Teams, um, and uh, I, I think our district, you know, we, we had vested a, a lot of money in Microsoft licenses and products, so that's you know that's why that we and that's, that way. And that's we were... fine. I, I I appreciate that argument mm -hmm. that you everybody needs a uniform landing place. You know, I, I appreciate that. But then once you get to that landing place, why couldn't you put like a Zoom link? You know. That yeah. you have to go to Microsoft to get the get your link, to get your handouts, to get all the announcements, calendar, and all that kind of stuff. My, I think Microsoft does calendar really well, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then within that, why can't you say, okay, you know, this class go to, you know, click here to go to this class or to go to this yeah. meeting and then go to Zoom because, Charles, it's what's best for kids, you it, know? It is. I mean, like, the, the sharing features are better. Yeah. Um, the audio is better. Like I, I can't line audio into teams. I have Absolutely. to use everything has to come through the microphone on right. teams. I mean, right. it's not, it's not what's best for kids. I mean, I was, I was all in Google classroom last year and I had it down and I think it's great. And I think it's better, especially for video and embedding YouTube and like, like you, you can't even upload a video to Microsoft teams. Uh, it doesn't that like you, you can, but then like the audio is, two seconds ahead of the video. I mean, it's terrible. It doesn't process it well. I feel like it's it's really convenient, like when we use, you know, that argument, it's what's best for kids. You know? <laughs> and, then when we, and then when we decide not to use that argument, yeah. um, that's what our school did. Our school, it was, it was getting a little wild. Like a lot of professors were like using all kinds of stuff and they just mm -hmm. needed to rein it in. So we have Blackboard. So yeah. we're like, okay, listen, we need Blackboard is a landing page. So everybody has to first go to Blackboard for everything, you know? That's right. And then from Blackboard, if we want to go to Panopto, Zoom, Teams, or, yep. you know, Blackboard Collaborate, that's fine. But make Blackboard. And I thought that was a very common sense solution. Absolutely. To, uh, to the problem. And I, you know. Anyway, um, I, I thought... Yeah, but I know knowing you, I know um, you're a team player, and I I also really appreciated what you said in one of your other podcasts. Something like that we have to be respectful of the administrators who are making the decisions on our behalf. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they're doing their best. Um, 
you know, our principal uh, is amazing. She's done, she's been through a lot this year and, yeah. um, I, I would never want to, uh, have to deal with some of the things that she's had to deal with. Um, but, uh, they've been awesome, you know, and, uh, um, I, I am also our school webmaster now. And, um, so I get a, a message from her every day, you know, put this on the website and other teachers. And, um, so it's, it's really helped me become, I think, stronger within my school just to, to be there for people and, and being on the district technology team. Now, you know, we have to mentor so many hours and, and help other teachers with whatever they need help with. Um, so that's been, it's been, it's been good, um, just to kind of get me to be more part of the school. Mm -hmm. um, and um, more integrated into that. So I've enjoyed that that piece. One thing that I find really frustrating is like the amount of distrust that seems to be permeating through our profession. Like, and especially with like lead, school leaders and administrators, I feel like many of them were so slow to act and are continue to slow to act because they feel like they have to get it right. And they take forever making their decisions because they fear like, oh, what if, you know, we get it wrong? And my thought is, and maybe I'm being completely naive, my thought is like, look, listen, we're not going to hold you, like, if you make a decision and you make a plan and then a week later or a month later or two months later and say, hey, look, we have to pivot, you know, because the new information coming in, you know, this isn't going to work. And so, um, and I don't know, maybe does that make it, are they fearful that they, then, then they make it sound like they're like flip-flopping or like they're not making wise decisions? I don't know, but I, you know, my, um, my friend and my mentor, John Clinton, you know, mm -hmm. um, he says, he says, he says to communicate honestly and communicate often, you know? Right. And I feel like that is sometimes what I see is missing. It's like, just communicate honestly and communicate often. Yeah. You know, tell us where we are today. Tell us what the plan is as of today. And I promise you that I won't get mad, you know, if two weeks from now, like, you know, you you, you go, you turn around and say, um, you know, oh, oh, we have to pivot away from this idea because of this new information. But again, maybe I am being naive. Maybe there are a bunch of jerks out in the world, you know, <laughs> that like, no, 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 you said this two weeks ago. So, you know, yeah. now, now you're lying to us. And I'm like, right. Everybody well, I mean, just breathe, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was very pleased with our district's plan. I think that's what you were maybe referring to earlier. Our district's plan to bring kids back in and it was very transparent and here's what it is and here's the matrix and um, and there might be, you know, parents out there that feel like they weren't informed or they're not making the best decisions. But I do feel like our superintendent has been very open with us and it's been, you know, research driven and um, doing trying to do what's best in the best interest for kids, but not just the kids, but families. You know, um, there were certain districts where, you know, teachers couldn't bring their kids to school. And if you didn't have a place for your kids to go while they're home, like you're out of luck. But our, our district was, was very nice. They were letting us, you know, if we, if we needed to bring our children to school to do their work and while we were doing our work, like they could come with us, which was kind of unheard of. Um, so I think it was really good. Um, I, I do feel like, um, you know, what's changed a lot is our grading policies and they, they set something, I think it changed three or four times, um, how we can do grades and, you know, only summative grades counted towards the actual grade and anything you did formative didn't count. And even if it was a quiz and it was formative, it wouldn't count towards a grade. And then they kind of changed that. So, okay, now quizzes count. 
And and so they've they've done that kind of thing a little bit and it's a little frustrating, but at the same time, you know, they try to make a decision and then other people chime in and parents chime in and and um, you know, they're just trying to I think keep as many people happy without um, you know, totally um giving in to, you know, one person's opinion or something like that. But and it's and it, and it's also so easy for me to be critiquing, you know, uh, on the uh, on the other side of things. Well, you know, just communicate often. And you college professors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, um, but there. you know, I actually uh, made a Facebook post about this because I was feeling really frustrated the other day. Hmm. I'm I'm seeing so many of the public school teachers being forced to have to teach their vert like complete virtual classes like at school what we do I, I, and i know and 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 then somebody came back with some arguments that you know there's more productivity and there's more collaboration amongst colleagues and i get i i yeah. i understand all that if i were in the situation i would want to go to school to teach as well i, I often do still go to school just to do my email because i need a change of scenery you know and right. I by myself and, and so i buy all that um but like where is our humanity and like and, and like why don't we trust our teachers as professionals because listen the way i see it we can put a lot of nice language around it around all that kind of stuff but i think a lot of schools are doing this, not all, but I think a lot of schools are doing this because they don't trust their teachers, you know? Right. And, and, and I know for a fact that, you know, in our district, there were there were teachers last spring that when we went on 100% virtual and they're teaching from home, that were just kind of like sayonara, you know, like didn't do what they were supposed to do. And, and um, shame on them, you know? Right. And, and, and you know, shame it, on them, and and they need to be they need to be let go. You know, they shouldn't they shouldn't be the ones that are you know, teaching our children and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And they should just be, you know, out of, out of the system, no questions asked. And and if our if we as a teaching profession as unions, you know, defend that kind of behavior, then you know, then we deserve to be treated the way we're, we're right. You know, um, but at but to treat the entire profession based on the lowest denominator, you know. Listen, that I mean, I think that's how society works. Like we have these laws that are in place, not because right. of the normal good people, but because of people who, you know, right. just don't think or think that they're above everything. So I, I, it's unfortunate. It definitely is. Um, I, uh, you, uh, kind of like you, I think um, I do probably more work, better work when I'm at school, but. I mean, I have this awesome studio in my basement here that I was, you know, doing a lot of great work uh, in the spring and, and could do if I had to. And, you know, I, I worked super hard, even though um, we weren't really expected to. I think in the spring it was a lot easier than it is now. And I was down here eight hours a day, pretty much either making lessons, making videos, um, you know, communicating with kids, teaching, um, doing podcasts, like some something creative, something that was, uh, you know, applicable. But yeah. Everybody makes that that same choice, you know. But I do, but I do, but I am hopeful that when we come out of this, that maybe like things will change, and maybe this will, 
you know, maybe leaders and ourselves and, and we as teachers and professionals, like, you know, maybe we'll reevaluate, you know, on and where we were and, and, and we will reflect on this experience and see what things need to change. I mean, that is one positive thing that like this, this, this entire year has been one gigantic long reset button, you know? Yeah. And then when we come out of this, like, how will we reinvent ourselves and our work and our profession? Um, mm -hmm. And I know I'm already kind of thinking about that, you know? Totally. I know I'm already thinking about like, oh, you know, what are things that I, I want to continue to do on Zoom? Or what are the things I want to continue to do online? You know, right. For one, that's, that's the low-hanging fruit one, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and... But I just hope the uh, my fear is that the convenience of being the doing things online will overtake the things mm -hmm. that we used to do in person. And I just hope that doesn't happen because like, you know, a conference online is so different than a conference in person. Yeah, no, you know, way. and and I I just hope that that doesn't, you know, overshadow, you know, the face, the, the personal touch that we all crave and we all enjoy. Right. Right, right. Yeah. You talking about Asta has made me miss Asta and Midwest so much. Um, and you, you are, I know you're an incredibly well-traveled person. I imagine all your gigs, everything is canceled, right? Like, yeah, you... but, you know, um, I didn't really have that much over the summer. And um, I picked up uh, some other things, you know, some other opportunities because of virtual. Like, I got to present the Michigan workshop because Michael uh, Hopkins called me and said, I'm not paying for travel and airfare for all these clinicians and we want more people to come. Can you come do something? I'm like, great. So, you know, and, uh, uh, TM, uh, or TOTA, the conference, um, I guess a lot of the clinicians just, uh, dropped out. And so they were, um, I did four sessions for them, you know, gratis, um, mm -hmm. but to help them out during this time. And, um, uh, just because, and, uh, I, it was a great experience and I got to meet a lot of people and, um, you know, be creative this summer. And, uh, so I, I had some opportunities come up, um, yeah. because of this, uh, and maybe it's because I'm a tech guy and people know that and well, let's find someone who's techie can do this. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I, but I mean, I do, I did, you know, did have a couple conducting things that were canceled and, uh, the spring and this fall, and I was looking forward to, so, um, you know, a lot of them are like, well, we're just going to schedule you for next year. I'm like, okay, we're going to, can we move you up a year? I was like, well, that's fine. You know, I mean, same yeah. with you. You you you're out and about doing all kinds of stuff for a and well, and, no, no, and and all, and really I'm sure funny. That... It's really funny because well, I mean, you might have heard about it, like pre-COVID, my life was spinning out of control, and I had committed to way too many things, and I was like, oh my gosh, how do I find myself uh, out of this? And you were everywhere, and find and find center again, and then it's like, be careful what you ask for because at that moment, COVID hit, and then everything got wiped yep. and I was like and 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 for a long time and to be honest maybe still a little bit now I was I found relief in that and I was like oh my gosh like maybe this is a blessing in disguise and all that kind of stuff and then there was a stretch of time where like I didn't have anything and not that I was bored but I was like I, I was just wired a, a particular way you know and I was like so then I start saying yes to a few things and yes to a few things and now I find myself creeping back towards like where I was in terms of professional obligations pre-COVID. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 slow down, you know? And again, my therapist is quickly to, you know, quick to remind me of that. Like now, Sue, 
remember that you know like what we were what we were working on and i was mm-hmm. like okay yes um because it's so hard to say no and it's uh not not because of like fear of like professional you know missed opportunities but it's because i think for you too like you feel responsible you know to like and, and it's like responsibility to help when you can and and all that. And, it, and it is and so yeah. I don't want to let anybody down. I want to be doing my part and and doing all that, but yeah, it's so easy to kind of get out of hand, um, and I find myself creeping towards that direction again. So now I'm trying to like hold back and say like, okay, yeah, what are the areas that I really need to be present and and be helpful for? So yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it. And, and as I was going through some of my tough times, you know, I think it was what, 2017, I just, I said no to everything mm-hmm. as I was going through that. And I just needed to kind of have that time to reset. And, um, you know, it was, it was good. I'm glad that I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have cost me some opportunities here and there, but, um, you know, I, I think sometimes we just need to do that and we just need, you, you need to say no and you need to kind of step back and do that. Um, cause you know, 15 and 16 were absolutely insane for me. And, uh, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, you, you were, uh, that you're, time to reset. I, I think I remember that year for you. Yeah. You were it was it was insane, um, and trying to manage. I think that's when you were starting at your school program too, right? I started there sixteen fall of sixteen, so it was yeah. right after I started there. I was like, I'm focusing on on this, mm-hmm. and my kids and my family, and uh, trying to get get my life you know organized and figured out, and mm. yeah. So anyway, um, before we go, tell me about your Thanksgiving plans. It's just going to be um, my family and my mother-in-law. That's it. Yeah. She's been over several times, and um, she doesn't really go anywhere. She was, She's very cautious. So just going to be the five of us, and I got a huge turkey. So it's turkey for Thanksgiving and a few days was after. That, was, that, was that a plan that you had to pivot away from? Like, did you have something else planned? Um, this year, no. I mean, in the past, we've we've – we've had, you know, from friends and lots of different, you know, we've done, I've done lots of different things over the last several years, but um, I always make a lot of food and uh, I'll be making, you know, turkey soup and uh, all this afterwards, you know, I, I, I try to, to do that. I, I love cooking and, and uh, making yeah. a big meal. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to be, uh, since I can't run the half marathon on Thanksgiving, like I've done the last five years, um, the, our Peachtree road race got moved, which is our 10 K race from July 4th to Thanksgiving, but it's still virtual. So I have a t-shirt and I'm going to create my own 10 K course and do that on Thanksgiving morning. So it's a, it's a virtual thing. Um, is the registration still open? Cause I'll run it with you. Um, I don't know if it is, um, I don't, I'd have to look afterwards. but yeah, it's the world's largest 10 K normally there's on 4th of July, there's like 60,000 people that run this thing. It's, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's virtual again. So I'm just going to make a course like in my neighborhood, the next neighborhood and yeah. try and get the 6.2 miles together and, and do that instead of the half. And it gets Let's me together. If I can still register, that'll be cool. That would be amazing. The, yeah. I'll run the Georgia peach half mar- or 10 K here in Cleveland. Peach tree. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, and um, talking about cooking, um, remember that uh, when I was down in Fulton for doing a gig and you threw that house party for me. Yeah. That, first of all, that just meant so much. I still remember that party so much. And 
I love you for it so much. Um, but fun. Uh, you you cooked your you cooked your Mississippi pot roast. That's you know? right. I've made that pot roast like many times, <laughs> and now people are like like asking me for the recipe, and I always credit you. I was like, this is Charles Laux's thing, and um, I recently had uh, my colleague David Pope come over. Yeah, and and I made that pot roast for him, he and his wife, and he's like. And it's the easiest recipe. Super but of easy. Course, yeah, leave it to David to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, I don't know what I did, but that pot roast didn't come out. I was like, how do you mess up throwing yeah, something? In you pool? throw it in the crock pot and then wait eight hours. So I'm trying to decide what turkey. I've been doing Alton Brown turkey recipe for years. Okay. The brine and it's. And it's fine and it's good and it's worked out well for me, but something tells me that I should mix it up this year. So like okay. what's your go to turkey? You no, know, I um I have I am a fan of the Reynolds oven cooking bags. Uh-huh. And I essentially I you know, butter up the turkey, I put on some salt and pepper, um, a little uh, paprika, and I put an apple in the middle of it. That was a Martha Stewart mm-hmm. thing I got along. I put a, an apple in the middle of it. Um, I don't stuff it and it, I can, I, I have a 22 pound Turkey um, mm. and I cook it. It cooks in about three, three and a half hours in the bag. But if you use the bag, you don't have to baste it. You just stick it in the oven at three twenty five or three fifty, and you forget about it. And it, mm-hmm. it comes out juicy. Awesome. Like yeah. the cooking bags are my jam when it comes to the turkeys. And I've been doing that for years and uh, never had a bad Turkey, always moist. And the, you know, the skin still gets done. And um, I can't, I can't, I can't recommend him enough. <laughs> and, and, and is that a like a celebrity chef recipe, or is that something that's just been passed? No, on? I don't know. I, I think my dad may have done it, the bags growing up a little bit, and so you know. And I, I like to make stuff up. I, mean, you know, I make my own cranberry sauce, you know, fresh cranberries and orange juice and sugar, and oh my gosh, um, super good. And um, and then I'll make uh, I'll make after like I'll use the leftovers. I'll make cranberry turkey subs with some gouda cheese and yeah, yeah. I'm spending my Thanksgiving with David okay. Pope and his wife. I was going to ask. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to uh, be here in Cleveland because I have some work to do. Um, sure. uh, I had to travel to Pennsylvania uh, last week, so I'm quarantining myself until then. I have a COVID test on Tuesday. Got it. Uh, just to uh, just to make sure. sure. Um, I'm I, I'm like I'm fine if I catch COVID from somebody else, but the thought of me giving COVID to somebody, I right. couldn't with that. So yeah. I want to make sure. So I have a test on Tuesday, so I sh- should be fine. That's awesome. Uh, I can't decide if because I've been like really focused on nutrition and working out and health since this whole COVID thing happened. Yeah, you've so, been amazing. I'm I'm trying, Charles. I'm trying to keep up with you. And I no, I've been <laughs> bad. I've gone the opposite way and I just started uh, doing some intermittent fasting and things to try to cut it. I just, I just started that too. Oh, then are you using an app? No, 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 no. Uh, Just, uh, I'm doing uh, fasting. Um, I'm, I'm on this new program called built with science and it's this whole like workout uh, program along with diet and they recommend um, uh, fasting and just trying to eat from 12 to eight. Well, I can't do 12 to eight. So, Oh, I've been doing that. Oh really? Yeah. So I've been I actually been sick. I I stopped eating at like six thirty or seven. Oh. And wow. I and I'm not eating until twelve. But I, only during the week. The weekend I I go back to just doing you know so I can you know have a drink and yeah you know eat some eat some chips. But uh, but during the week I've been so good. The last two, two weeks I've already lost six pounds. Wow. Yeah. 
So tell me about yours. Like I'm, I'm in, like curious to, is it a whole, is it like a, like a paid health plan type thing where you're getting coaching? Yeah, from? It's just, it's this guy that I've been following on YouTube. Like he breaks down all these exercises. Um, and like, it's all about getting the right form and eating the right nutrition and all that kind of stuff. And I just bit the bullet and just decided to do it. And, um, you know, wow. the workout isn't the most intense workout that I've done. Um, uh, but I mean, again, it's uh, so emphasis on form, but yeah. the nutrition that comes with it. And, and this guy has a spreadsheet that kind of like cal- uh, calculates your macros and your mi- micros and all that kind of stuff. And it's, um, that's, what's kicking my butt. Cause you know, I love to eat and I love food. Same here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I'm trying to decide if on Thanksgiving, if I'm just going to like, just say, screw it and just go, just go wild or eat some dressing and mashed potatoes, buddy. (laughs) No, I, but I decided yesterday, no, I'm going to try to be somewhat good. Wow. Like I'm going to be, so I'm I'm looking at low carb recipes and, you know, I'm not, listen, listen, we're still going to have a good time. You know, I'm still going to have, you know, several drinks and, you know, it's still going to go. It's still going to be good times, but, um, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, people don't stop me in the street and ask me if I'm, you know, Mark Wahlberg. So, you know, uh, I got... <laughs> that's becoming less and less as I get older in the room. Uh-huh. So more more. I gotta, I gotta work a little harder than you, uh, Dr. No Max. way. Um, and yeah, but anyway, I might ask you for that turkey recipe because, um, right now, um, I'm it's super to easy, and you can make it as healthy as you want. I mean, obviously, you want to put a little oil or butter on the on the skin, mm-hmm. but then everything else is just turkey. I mean, it really is pretty fail proof, mm-hmm. and it cooks faster than a regular, a standard, you know, uh, roasting recipe because the bag keeps all the, the heat in. I'm leaning towards um, either Gordon Ramsay. Um, he's mm-hmm. got this turkey recipe where you just dollop all this butter over the turkey. Um, or uh, that lady, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm bugging on her name. The lady that was on uh, the New York Times chef, and she had a really popular uh, Netflix series a couple of years ago, Salt, Heat. Uh, um, I can't think of her name, but I, I think I can picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's incredible. Yeah. And she's got this buttermilk um, oh, wow. uh, uh, recipe. And that. Yeah. So down to those. Yeah, I think I'm pivoting away from Alton Brown this year. Yeah. Which and we're doing the honey. We're getting a honey baked ham, too, because Stacy loves Stacy doesn't love turkey. She loves the ham. Oh, so my God. We're going to do a honey baked ham, too. Let's FaceTime on Thanksgiving. And we I should. Wanna see, I want to see this spread. We should. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Okay, did we solve all the world's problems? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got I think we got enough in there. I mean, uh, we talked some personal too and yeah so i don't know what else is there i think that's i think that's good charles been listening to Ari Rong, arranged by Suhan, available from Hal Leonard Corporation. <laughs>